Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. How are you today? Oh, same as last time. Same. <laughs> it's like it was just a moment ago. It was. <laughs> we have a topic today that mm-hmm. can be over very fast or it can last for days. Yes. Boy, that one was a loaded statement. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the ego today. Yes. Now, some people, when they hear somebody say, oh, that person has a really big ego, they're thinking about sort of their perception of themselves or something like that. But when we talk about that in a psychological or spiritual sense, when we talk about ego, we're not talking about that concept of somebody. It's something different, isn't it? Yeah. And even in a psychological sense, it's different than what I'm going to be addressing here. Okay. Because the ego is actually in a psychological sense, it's part of a construct that Freud put out, which included the id, the ego and the superego. And we're not we're not doing Freudian psychology today. Okay. So, you know, what we're going to talk about is the ego in the form that Eckhart Tolle talks about the ego. Okay. Right? Yep. We're going to talk about the ego in terms of it is our identity. Okay. It is how we see ourselves. So the ego or the identity is created by our experiences. And by the coping mechanisms that we put in place as a function of our experiences. Yeah. So oftentimes people will say, uh, I want to evolve. Mm -hmm. And really what you're saying when you say that is, I want to break free from my coping mechanisms. Okay. And my belief structures that are limiting me. Because 
at our core, at our essence, we are evolved. It is all the bullshit we have layered on top of who we are that keeps us from that evolution. We are not broken. We are whole and complete unto ourselves in this very moment. Mm-hmm. We have just put a, a bunch of layers of stuff between our consciousness of who we are and our actuality of who we are that needs to be peeled away in order for us to find that quote unquote enlightenment. So are the layers all the ego or is the ego just one of those layers? So the ego is what holds the layers. Okay. So it's the container with all of the stuff in it that we layer on top of our, ourselves. Yeah. Our enlightened selves. Yeah. Okay. So people talk about killing off their ego. Mm-hmm. And that's really what they mean is to to get rid of all of the belief structures and the assumptions and the coping mechanisms that form the ego. All right. So I'm going to ask you the loaded question now, I think, then. <laughs> because we're talking about this and you, you just alluded to it slightly with the people saying they want to kill off their ego. What role does the ego play with regards to our spiritual journey and our our evolution think of your ego like a filter through which you see the world okay okay so your ego is like a vr world okay okay so you've got the vr helmet on you hear and you see everything the ego allows you to hear and see from the world around you okay some of which is what is true and some of which is not this is the same reason so imagine that you've got 10 people standing around in a circle, witnessing the same event, all wearing their own VR technology that allows them to see only certain pieces of what has gone down. Okay. And now you understand why the police get 10 different stories (laughs) when they interview them. Yep. Because the person who sees life through the, the, the filter of everyone is abusive will see abuse. Yep. And the person who sees life through the filter of everyone is good and kind will see it through the the filter of everyone is good and kind and everywhere in between. Yep. And from all different angles, right? It's not just about how people are or who people are, but also about the things that they focus on. Okay. You know, some people are very artistic and so they'll see the visual much more than the auditory, you know, the register, the visual much more than the auditory. If they're kinesthetic, then they'll tell you about the smells and the the way the air felt and, you know, the impact of the body hitting the ground if someone had died, right? Yeah. You know, whatever. You, you get different descriptions based on how different people experience the world. Okay. Right? And so the ego is the VR that is filtering the world around you. And we have to have a filter to a certain extent. Right. Because, you know, there's a million billion pieces of information coming into our minds at every given moment, and we just can't process them all. So in that ego layer, yeah, that's where all of our triggers are. That's where all of our stuff is. That's, that's absolutely that's all of the so everything that in, in the VR helmet is a great way to describe it, but it's everything that sort of frames our perception, our reality exists in the ego itself yeah it's it's not just our triggers though it's also the good things yeah it's everything it's everything that frames it's our good memories it's our bad memories it's our all of that right yeah i mean the one of the hardest things when i when i work with my students my more advanced students that are going out and starting to teach Mm -hmm. 
one of the things that I, I talk to them about all the time is that, you know, the good, the quote unquote good things we think about ourselves are just as limiting as the quote unquote bad things that we think about ourselves because they frame the world in a good, bad way. Mm-hmm. And that's a more advanced topic, mm-hmm. but it gives you a little glimpse into how this, this ego path evolves, right? Because yeah. initially we're trying just to find good things about ourselves because we're freaking beating ourselves to death, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's most of the people who are listening to this podcast are like, I got negative tapes and negative tapes about my negative tapes, right? <laughs> and I just run them all the time, right? And so, you know, initially we're trying to find anything good about ourselves to find balance, right? right? And you have to do that. That's a step. You know, that is a step in the path. Um, But once you have balanced the two and you've gotten to a point where you have a solid sense of self without needing that, that good or bad input, right? Then you've got to look at, okay, how is any perception of who I am limiting my evolution? Hmm. Right. And this ties back to the stages of evolution that you were talking about and with regards to an episode we did on choosing a spiritual teacher and -hmm. people teaching from stage three versus stage five or beyond. And they're teaching from in stage three, a place of ego about enriching themselves more than sort of letting go of that piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of them are desperately afraid of getting things wrong, (laughs) not having an answer to to somebody's question, you know, that sort of thing. So, and, you know, again, it's a natural stage in the evolutionary process. It's a completely reasonable place to be. There's nothing wrong with it. And it is what the stage is. Well, and, uh, you know, I'm going to tie back to something else we talked about a while ago, and that was um, shamanic death. Uh, You told us about shamanic death and you told us how, and it it, literally what you just said reminded me of it uh, quite specifically, because you said when you went through your shamanic death, you had to let go of everything that you believed to be true. And one of those things was your personal view of yourself as a perfectionist and mm-hmm. and being afraid to get anything wrong or that wasn't perfect. And so shamanic death is really that aspect of death of ego is, that you're passing through, or is that too simplistic? No, it is, it is an ego death. It's, um, <clears throat> and the, the metaphor I've used for you in terms of, you know, the ego holds all of the stuff is a little simplistic because m- most people go through multiple ego deaths mm-hmm. in, in their work and no one ego death takes all of it out, right? It's like peeling the layers off. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so, you know, there are multiple layers. If you think about the ego as like an onion, mm-hmm. right? There are multiple layers to that container. Yep. Or a and house that was the, built in the 50s and has like 16 layers of wallpaper on the walls that you need to get yeah. off. To get. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, some places you can peel off four or five of them. Other mm-hmm. places you're lucky to get one at a time. You know, exactly. <laughs> it's just the way it is. All right. So from the spirit Sherpa perspective, then where does ego fit? Well, so the ego is, you know, a lot of what we talk about in spirit Sherpa is how do I be a better magician? How do I be better at uh, holding my intentions and, you know, creating my reality and all that other stuff. And the ego is the belief point that either allows you to do it or not. Right. So the ego actually holds that energy of, can I do this? 
right? One of the things that I, I, I run into a lot and I talk to my, my students about is when you are trying to do magic, having a really solid mind, you know, one that's super structured is really beneficial because it allows you to hold your intentions really strongly to, to formulate them, structure them and hold them really strongly. But it's also your biggest downfall because that sort of brain believes reality really right. strongly. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, that's the ego, right? Mm-hmm. It's that, that part of you that both holds reality strongly and can hold intention strongly. And, you know, every gift you have is also a, a not such a gift. <laughs> you know, that's, that's part and parcel of what we're dealing with here is that your ego, if you cannot uh, peel away the disbelief or at least suspend the disbelief, that's, Kathy talks about that a lot is the ability to suspend disbelief that you don't have to actually believe it. You just have to suspend your disbelief of it, right? Long enough for it to manifest and for you to see it that will help you to believe it later. Right. And so the ego is what holds those belief structures. It's also as you're setting circles and you're holding spaces and you're dealing with entities that might want to come in, the ego is super important in those cases because if you don't have a solid sense of yourself and your own power, those things are going to come and chew on you and you're not going to be able to stop them because you're not, you can't hold the energy of go away or I will kill you right? There is, there is that energy that is required to deal with certain entities that show up. And so, you know, if you don't have a strong sense of self, when those things come, you are lunch, right. you know, unless you can get somebody else to help you. So ego sounds like it can be a constraining aspect on mm-hmm. your journey, but it also sounds like what you're saying is that at some point it becomes the I don't want to say the lifting, but the an, an integral component to what you're doing because it, it becomes yes. a, something that helps to hold your intention. So it's not really the death of the ego as much as it's sort of cleansing it from the preconceptions that we have and allowing it to do different things. It's a little of both. Okay. <laughs> a little of both. So... And this is where the the goal setter mindset comes into play and and falls apart in okay. the spiritual world. And this is one of the reasons why I tell people the sooner you can let go of your goals in this work, the happier you're going to be because the goal setter says, I've got to kill off all of my ego, right? Mm. But the fact of the matter is that your ego actually serves a purpose, And it helps you in the process of killing itself off (laughs) Oh, (laughs) as much as it works against you in the process of killing itself off. Right. So, I mean, it's uh, every gift has a shadow, right? Mm -hmm. Every shadow has a gift. So, you know, to think of it in sort of black and white terms does not work. Right. The spirit world is not in black and white. It is very much in massive shades of gray and wild neon colors. (laughs) And so it is, uh, you cannot think of it from that perspective. And it's that whole Einstein, you cannot solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. Right. The, the ego 
as you work with it, the ego, building up your ego to help you to be solid provides you with the foundation you need to hold the energy to make change. Because oh. solidifying that identity, that yep. we, we've talked about that before, right? Solidifying your identity, solidifying yep. your ego. You know, when your ego is, is cracked and has holes in it and whatever, you can't hold the energy for change, right. right? So you have to build it up to the point where you can do that. And then you start to make change. And then you start to kill off parts, parts of the ego, <laughs> but not the parts that you used to solidify yourself, <laughs> right? You're, you're killing off the parts that were damaging you. Right. And they were causing the holes in the first place, right? Yep. So it's much more complex than, oh, we just kill off the ego, right? Right. right. <laughs> because, you know, your sense of self, your ability to hold yourself sacrosanct, the, to, to hold yourself separate from the world, to set boundaries, mm -hmm. to feel connected to the world, and to still remember who you are when you're done. The pieces and parts of of creating your reality are a function of who you choose to be in the world, right? We have to choose who we want to be. And we make those choices based on our experience and our experience is our ego, right? right? So there's, there's, there's no way to just like kill it off. Right? <laughs> it's, it's a, it's an, it's an iterative process. This is sort of tying back into other things now. So when we talk about doing magic, you, you've often told us that, it's important to have a solid and stable container and that if you have a crack container, you, you know, you get the depth of, of being able to hold more intention perhaps over time. And ego seems to have a similar role. Um, are, are they related in any way? When we talk about that, that container and when we talk about the ego as a, as a container as well, are they related? Yeah. They're, they're effectively the same thing. Oh, yeah. So your ego is your identity. Your identity is your energetic container. And that's all framed by your experiences in life and what has happened to you and, and whether it's been, you know, cracked and broken through whatever you've gone through. This is a process of, of correcting that and creating your magical uh, abilities as well. Yes. Oh, wow. Precisely. So freaking cool. <laughs> So freaking cool. So freaking cool. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we're running a little short on time here. Is there anything, you know, and we thought we were going to be short and I know. from content perspective, uh, is there anything you want to say to sort of wrap up ego uh, for the folks listening? Well, I, I do want to mention, uh, we mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but um, if you are looking to do some work on your ego mm -hmm. uh, and you want to clear out some of the crap that is, is entrenched in it, yeah. uh, I, I'm going to point you towards that, that webinar that I did and uh, say, you know, check it out. It's five simple steps to finally break free from your challenged childhood, yep. also known as five simple steps to peel away some layers of your ego, <laughs> solidify <laughs> your container and peel away some layers of your ego. And uh, that is available at bit.ly forward slash in all caps, spirit Sherpa. bit.ly forward slash spirit Sherpa, all caps, boom. Like you said, you talked about it and gave us a little bit of a description of it a couple episodes ago. It's still there, and it's it's a great resource, a great tool for people to, to use. And it's related to what we're talking about here with ego. Absolutely. All right. Okay, folks. Well, that's all we have for this week. Be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds yet another chapter into your beginner's guide 
to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. Go ego. <laughs> so Each long, while I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any request for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E. L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.